0: quite frankly i've talked about this before uh i know it's not the most entertaining thing in the world but it's just where my mind is at and 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 you know me i have to be fairly i have to be fairly in tune with my emotional state and my emotional state is i feel exhausted i feel like i can never do enough i feel like there's a million things left to do i feel like Everyone around me is both stressed out and totally in their own world, but also somehow counting on me a little bit. And I'm saying that so frankly and so directly because I'm also hearing and feeling that from a lot of you as well. So if you're struggling, uh, if it's just a difficult time of the year, just know that it is for Everybody, a lot of people, put on a brave face. Some people really are in a place in their life where everything's going along for them, real smooth and real easy. But this this season's a meat grinder for most emotions, for most emotional states, for the strongest of people. Just know the feelings are temporary; they are gonna pass. I'm not trying to invalidate them in any way, but there's a lot of additional stress pressing on you right now from a whole lot of directions that will ease up. So just keep going. I believe in you. I know you can do it. Yes? Okay, well, that was very nice to start things off with. Uh, At least just to get into the very beginning of it. It's going to be a pretty low-key, pretty relaxed show. I didn't put it up on social media or anything. Um, just, Just because <clears throat> I'm personally going through the holidays... And I think I'm doing rather well, all things considered. I'm going to tell a little brief story about that here in a second. But it's also kind of hard to grade yourself. Um, because you are dipping in and out of relationships. You are dipping out of expectations that you set and other people set for you. And with that, there, there's just a tax we, we call it taxing when we're very tired, when we're very frustrated, when we're very ill. We, we call it taxing because there's a tax every time you switch your mind in and out of those big questions. And I feel it too. And I just want you to understand that that taxation is totally normal. That a lot of people have that <clears throat> sort of expectation uh, and issue with themselves. And that you're not alone. And that we're all going to be okay. Um, I kind of double dipped into that. I'm sorry. I kind of scrolled back up to my notes a little bit. Apologies. Uh, <clears throat> but but I I am assuring you in kind of the same way that I'm assuring myself here, because <laughs> this was a rough one unexpectedly for me, uh, week wise, and nothing bad, nothing dramatic happened, but just my 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 mental process with with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, and everything that I'm trying to get done, it just really wanted to focus on the bad. And I had to keep spending energy to focus it back on the good. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Uh, I really wanted to to set up with this next story because I went to go and get packages when I did not feel like it at all. And I shaved and everything to go and get the packages. You know, I got all cleaned up and everything to go and get the packages that you guys sent. And I want to get the packages, but boy howdy did I not want to do it today. I promised myself I'd do it yesterday, though, and then I didn't. And I let myself have that because it's totally okay to give yourself some leeway, some space, some extra time, especially during the holidays, it really is. So I was okay with it, but I really, really, really didn't want to do it again. And if you don't do something that you don't want to do long enough, you don't do it, or at least I don't. And then the consequences are always... Way worse. Hmm? So, I uh, I 100% wanted to and needed to get out the door and get this done. I haven't had delivery uh, in a long time, uh, at least 10 days, I I think. Uh, I haven't had, I don't know if that's a long time to you. Uh, for someone who doesn't leave the house, it's a long time. I haven't eaten out uh, in about a week. Uh, so, you know, I was like, well, if you leave the house, you can get something to eat while you're out. You know, make a little deal with myself. And you've been talking about jammies for a while now, which I have to myself, because there's nobody else around but me and the cat, and the cat doesn't care. Uh, but I know that that's, it's fake. I don't really mean it. It's just like a lure. You've been talking about jammies. You've been talking about it. You've been talking about how you want to get these jam-jams for a while now. Well, <clears throat> talking about memes, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get decision fatigue. I'm going to look around at 12 sites. I'm going to look at 20 different jammy pairs. I'm going to flip out, and I'm not going to get anything. Uh, and the PTSD will take over. I'll be like, fuck it! Fuck it! So I get in the car. Uh, I go and do my errands. Um, and the extra errand is going to the post office. It's all out of the way from where I live Uh, It's really out there. I make myself do it. I haven't gotten anything to eat. I haven't gotten the treat or anything yet. There's all kinds of holiday traffic. It's all kind of asshole traffic, too. Uh, So there's extra waiting. There's no turn signals. It's all kinds of shit. And so I get to the post office. Not a car in the parking lot. Doors are locked, closed. Guess they just took a break in the middle of the day. I mean, I call, I get back to my car, I call, there's no answer, there's nothing in it, it doesn't say, there's there's no signs, there's two doors, they always put a sign up when they say something's there. I guess he literally must have stepped out, the owner, for a couple of minutes. But I do not have a good moment here. I'm very frustrated with this. I pay for it and all, you guys send it. I'm out. I didn't want to do it in the first place. And so I remind myself, a lot of people are feeling this way the people who are driving like assholes are feeling this way, the extra assholes, there's always assholes on the road, but the extra ones, they're all tense, everybody's doing stuff and they're doing it for these expectations and other people don't get to go home, especially if they're introverts, and go to quiet little rooms where nobody's looking at them, there's no noise really, so to speak, and they can just chill out. You have that, and they don't. You know how much you appreciate it because you used to dream about it and then you got it and you thought it was great. Now take it for granted because it is because you do get it every day. So remember that. So with this, I remind myself that I kind of promised myself jammies at some points and I go to a fucking department store. I go to the nearest one, go to the quickest department store I can find. It's a nice one too, so I'm all excited because I promise myself nice, a nice jammy and robe combo. So I promised myself. And so I go into the nice store, which I wasn't expecting, it was very nice. And there's just a bunch of retail zombies standing around. Just look, they all look very nice, but they're all clearly hired for the busy point, and this is not it. <laughs> so they're just all looking at me like customer, 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 like the albatrosses in Zemo or or sequels in Nemo. Like they're just looking at me like, huh? Huh? One of us gets fired every time it gets slow. Don't let it be me today. Uh, And so I ask for men's sleepwear, and they all point like a Michael Jackson backup group. Just all in the same direction, leaning and pointing without looking up. And so I go over, and it's a tiny, shitty little sleep section with one peg of, of robes. Not one rack. Not one, like, hanger, one peg of robes, and I should say one peg of robe, because though there were multiple robes on it, they were literally all the same, two colors, literally all the same, all for 60 bucks, kind of okay feeling, kind of alright, but definitely not great. The sleepwear and jammies were 40% off, only $28 a piece. And I sat there looking at the $120, $125, $130 uh, robe and jammy combo that was very nice in the very nice department store. And I was like, I really i am not going to go another place. And I've been trying to order this online for myself for two weeks now. So this is kind of do or die. But I said, no, I didn't let the, P- that's, <clears throat> that's PTSD. That's a PTSD mindset. That's an anxiety mindset. I know a lot of you have it, too. And that's that's the demon talking. And the demon's a very persuasive customer. Don't do it! But then once you start, you can stop! But then once you keep going, now you're tired! Trust me, I know that asshole well. (laughs) He's called the inner salesman. That's what I call him. The inner salesman. And he's always got a pitch. And always sounds real good. So the inner salesman is saying, buy, 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 home, 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 skip the fucking mail store, go to the burrito place that's two seconds from your place because it's comfortable. They're all looking at you. They all think you're going to steal. They all think you're going to take that men's robe and roll it up and walk out of here. (laughs) They're all thinking it now. All of them are thinking it. You have to buy it. Or else. These are real thoughts I really had. For real. Isn't that crazy? So I told him to shut the fuck up. And I walked out of there. And I only felt nervous for about two and a half seconds while an Asian guy was looking at me real real, real, real closely. Like, I don't know how else to say it besides, i it's very rare that you see an Asian guy in my town, just going to say, just especially around this particular part, and there was a guy really 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 looking at me and all I could think was I hope he thinks I'm hot I hope he thinks I'm hot I hope he thinks I'm hot and that's the end of that story but I did notice everything about like he's really well dressed and everything and he's really looking at me and I couldn't tell if he worked there or anything these are just the details that I have this is just what I'm working with I saw memory and I was like oh my god oh my god why is he looking at me so much I didn't steal the robe I swear I only thought it <laughs> So then there's construction is the thing. I punched into this department store. It's real, real close to the mailbox store, figuring this guy must have only popped out for a few minutes. I've never seen it like this before. It's the holiday season. He's got to know. He's popped in and out. He must live right by or, or something. Uh, so I, I punched it in. And so I think I'm just going to be able to go back the same route that I come. No! Construction! Construction! And I get rerouted. And as I get rerouted... I I realize, you know, I do want to get another shot. I really do want these jammies. I really don't want to look online. I've tried that, and I hate it. There's some things I want to buy online, and I guess this is not one of them, surprisingly enough, because I don't give a shit. So the construction makes me veer off course, and I rethink, and I replot myself, and I actually re end up near a new department store. And so I said, fuck it, I go in. So I go in, and I'm going to skip this a little bit, but all I'm going to say is, I've got issues, obviously, with my parents because of how they treated me, and so I went to this apartment store, and I was only like, I don't know, two or three minutes into the department store, I was like, "Oh wait, they used to shop here. This is one of those places like maybe I shouldn't go right around the holidays alone. Don't worry, I didn't have an episode or anything. Uh, but I legitimately forgot I walked right in, and then and then there was another like that slow pan in, like the color begins to fade a little bit dramatic moment I'm like, "No." I was like, "Wait, never mind. I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm an adult. I'm here because I've got money and I want an ass to cover. I'm fine." It's not those days anymore. That was a long time ago. Uh, and so I'm going around this shitty fucking department store. And it really is a shitty... Like, after the one I was just in was so nice and tile and everybody's in suit and tie. Like, here's one where I... Like, I know this is a little bit mean, but this is from all of my travel days. This is especially from my driving. Uh, the more the staff is hobbling... Physically, the less ethical it is to shop there. There's a few exceptions. Injury wards, uh, places that go out of their way to hire people that have one or two legs shorter than the other. Uh, There's a couple of places. But generally speaking, if you go to a Nordstrom's or something, very few people are hobbling. And if you go to a, a Walmart, At 2 p.m., there's a little bit more. You go to that Walmart at 2 a.m., and there's quite a bit more of the staff hobbling around. What I'm saying is, the more that somebody looks like they're in pain physically moving around, the worse of a fucking place it is to shop. It's a real, real good heuristic, and it motivates me entirely. It's kept me safe in other countries. I look at the staff, no matter how well-dressed they are, and I'm looking at, like, who literally looks like they would die right now just to be out of the pain if their family could be hypothetically taken care of. Two or three? That's not too bad. We can eat that. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It's normal. It's normal for this country. It's normal for this country. It's fine. It's fine! Just don't look directly at them. Ugh. Oh, by the way, before you think that that's all like buzz and fuss, uh, I do flip off a homeless man in this story about gratitude. Just anyway. So hold on. So anyway, I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry about it. I'll get there. So I'm in the department store. This is the cheap one now. And I'm going around. And I I go to I, – I look around and I, I guess I haven't been in a department store for a long time. And I see, like, sleepwear as a section. I'm like, okay. So I walk over there, and I, I look at the sleepwear, and this should have tipped me off, but I'm kind of dumb. I see a woman's leopard print uh, bathrobe, and I'm like, okay, unisex, got it. And starts start going through the rest of them. And it does take me, like, 90 seconds from here, from that point on, from the leopard print bathrobe to realize I'm in the women's section, or that, not that I'm in the women's section, but that this is a store, and therefore only women are there, and there's a tiny little section for the man-beasts somewhere to locate, and that's where they can do their disgusting man-beast things, should they arrive or come. Yes. I didn't realize there's no, there's there, there's a men's quote-unquote section at this point. I realize that when I'm looking through all the slippers, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, you know, a little, okay, a little... A little bit much for my taste, for just house slippers, but okay. All right. And I'm having trouble finding a big one. This is two weird coincidences. That's strange. Usually when I find a giant pile of slippers, I can find both plain ones and ones big enough for my giant... Oh! Uh, and so then I eventually... I told you, it's a weak show tonight. I'm padding it out. Bear with me. <laughs> so i I head over to the actual section there, and... Literally all of man's stuff is, is pushed together as small and tightly and high as, and just everything that could be slightly even remotely considered male, according to whoever stocked this supermarket, is in one post office stamp of the department store. Let me give you an example. On top of a rack of clothes that's on top of a rack of clothes, there's just, there's just a box that's price tag reads $29.99, and the front of the box just has chips on it and it just says, Poker. Poker. That's it. Like, fuck you! Fuck you, you fucking penis-having moron. There's your fucking gift. Poker. For the man in your life. It's up high, because only you and the other men can reach it. There. Pretend you have money for three hours. (laughs) Just poker. (laughs) Not poker gift set. Not poker entertaining system. Not poker, caddy, poker. (laughs) Headphones was on another package. I was tempted because they were only $17.99. I'm like, even if they're shitty, that's only slightly more than okay earbuds. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. Earbuds, headphones, yes. (laughs) And so like all the summer clothes are still there too. Right? Like, there's still... It's a section for men. Men sometimes are stuck there with their wives or girlfriends or daughters or some shit. They wander in. Maybe they need to buy Hawaiian t-shirts and Bermuda shorts. You don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw the outfit from Eddie Murphy in Raw. Not, like, the real one, but, like, the 1795, like, Velcro and and Windbreaker tarp version, you know? Like, they just never moved it out of stock. It's just there, among all the other winter outfits, you know, parka, Eddie Murphy's raw outfit, three-piece suit, just everything together. And I'm infuriated, because I know, even if I find a staff member to find and hunt down and ask them,
1: Where the fuck
0: are the robes? You don't understand? The Odyssey, I'm on at this point, and you think you're just hearing a request. This is stage seven of a master plan for me, though, and we're not done yet. No, 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 no. We're not done yet. Even if I can find somebody free enough in this fucking madhouse Christmas rush discount department store, unlike the fancy-pass rich one which nobody was shopping in, but the economy's doing great, we swear. <laughs> Even if I can find one, to bring them back to the man section, to one, one that would speak man... I'm worried about, like, do you know what's in the men's section, how to find things in the men's section? I'm positive their eyes are just going to go wide. The what-what? Surely he's not speaking of the Forbidden Zone. We have heard tale, but none will go. None will go where the flannel grows higher than our eyes can see. There was one named Cheryl who was tall enough, but she left us long ago for a Macy's. I'm sorry that I gave you a lateral move, Cheryl. I really should have made you a paralegal. I really should have said you got into real estate, your real estate's license. You got accepted to Georgetown. I'm really sorry, Cheryl. I really I, – you're tall. You've already got enough problems finding a man. I don't know why I did that to you. You have better prospects. Don't let me determine your value. <laughs> Please. You know, I can't find an asshole who's willing to go back to the man's fucking section from me. I've already been outside the house for about 87 minutes, which is the equivalent for me of a scuba tank diver being stuck in a vortex for about 87 minutes with a two-hour tank on his back. Uh Uh-oh, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about where this situation's heading. Because I hate to tell you this, but if I need oxygen, that means if you've got a tank on your back, you're giving me your oxygen tank. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting closer. And I don't want to risk the 15-minute trek back. The real-life NPC companion quest that would be escorting the employee that I find back to the men's section, where our speeds are terribly fucking mismatched. And I also got to hear all their inane quest dialogue. Oh, my God. The entire way. Can you imagine all 15 minutes? Strange weather we're having. Many shoppers this season. Behold, he comes forward. You have to fend him off in the fucking escort quest. I saw it first. No, I just need... I saw her first! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that shit. So I start digging. I do what any man would do. I just start throwing shit around. What are they going to do? How are they going to tell? I can't begin to tell you how cramped it was. If you told me I had to take inventory of this section of the department store, I would literally take off my leg tag and throw it at your head in such a way that I hope the tack bit got you in the eye. You want me to do inventory of that section? I have never seen coats look so skinny. I kind of pulled one out. And it was like if you've ever seen like a condensed, like a really tight pack of like playing cards or like a folder that's really stuffed with paper. And then you open a little bit and the paper comes out and then you can't quite get it back in quite as good. It was like that. I pulled out a coat a little bit and it it came out. I was like, oh, shit. I looked around to see if the whole thing was going to blow. I looked around to see if employees saw me. They did. They didn't give a fuck. They're all taking bets on when it's finally going to collapse and how many minutes it's going to take with it. <laughs> to them, it's but a game. It's the one joy they have while Michael Bublé plays endlessly over the fucking earphone system. So. <laughs> I just start digging. I just find these boxes. And I look at these. I'm literally just like, well, I don't see any robes because they would take up too much space. I start thinking like a mole person, like whoever designed this labyrinth of of testosterone bullshit. Uh, Robes take up too much space, you fool. You fool. Look what they do with coats. You fool. No, no. They've compacted the robes. They've hidden them, you see. Yes, yes. No one wants you to have them. So I get down my knees and I start going through the fucking boxes and I find a sleepwear set and I hold it over my head like Link from Legend of Zelda. Da-da-da-da! It's not right. And I know it's not right. It's the wrong size. I don't want it. It's the wrong company. I hate everything about it. But I found it! Yahtzee! We're on the hunt now, Bitches! There's sleepwear in here somewhere, god damn you. God damn it, I hit pay dirt. And I fling that box aside, and I start digging right where I found them. Oh, it was a false lead, but don't worry. I followed the vein back. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't sleepwear anymore. This is sportswear. This is as wear. What the fuck am I in? Oh, God damn it! I think that's what Machino was wearing in the second act of The Irishman. What the fuck? I haven't seen a leisure suit in forever. What the actual fuck? But don't worry, I start digging my way back, and I fucking find it. I find the sleepwear section. It's buried deep, deep, deep inside the pile of man. Start throwing it aside, and then I come across them. Now, this is all true. I've been... I mean, everything about this story is true, but I've been embellishing like a motherfucker. But this actual last part is true. So I clear the boxes away, these last couple of boxes off, and I see a mound of very well, very clean, high-quality, tied-together... Uh uh little gift packages of bathrobes multiple companies and everything it's a big selection i'm like i'm like poking the different uh fabrics and feeling them i'm like oh, i found it i found it they told me eldorado wasn't real but i believed in my heart and i found it this last part is fucking true. So I'm like all happy. I've got a big smile on my face, you know, and I'm already happy. So I reach in and I grab uh, the one that I've decided I'm going to take. It's big. It's nice. It's fluffy. It's got a company name that I used to like, clothing brand. I'm like, sure, I'll pick it out. And I don't care what it costs at this point. I'm all excited. And then I see the price for this fucking robe. And it's only 20 bucks. And I'm like, ta! Like, I actually make that noise, right? You know, like, whatever that would naturally be. Because I'm like, fuck yes! I did it! Because I want this robe so much more than that shitty 60 I can't begin to tell you. I think it's softer. I think it's bigger. I like the color more. I like everything about this robe so much more. The fact that it's one-third the cost, I'm like, fuck yes! I'm actually, I let out an actual, ha-ha! I win! And so I get up. And there's been a couple of other guys, like, perusing around the one mirror that's hung up in the corner. It's literally hung up on the corner on one of the clothing racks. One of the double clothes. Literally. It's literally hung The one mirror in the man section is hung up on a clothing rack corner so that you can kind of look at it so long as nobody's browsing. And some dudes have been walking by waiting their turn to look in the one mirror meant for men in the department store and a couple of them look over and they see me and i like, I don't know what they see besides a guy pull out a, a robe and be like, yeah, fuck yeah woo, and like smiling on his way by okay, I also pick up some slippers I'm very excited about those, they're on my feet they're very nice right now uh, and, and I did actually take one of the sleepwear sets uh, that I found on the way to the robes because they were cheap enough, I was like, okay, sure I'll take one of those, that's cheap uh, and so I get in the line And as I look over at the sleepwear section, I swear to Christ, this is fucking true. Two of the guys who were there, like, checking shit out are now looking at the exposed pile of robes like, Hmm. Oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'd like to think that somebody got a robe that they didn't fucking need. Like, I needed a fucking robe real bad. I haven't had one in two years. I really needed a goddamn robe for this Christmas. This house is a little bit old and drafty. And I really hope that somebody's just all like, I need a new robe. That guy's got it all figured out. The alternative is there's just all like, that fucking more can you imagine being so fucking simple? So fucking simple that a robe makes you happy. <laughs> Because both are possible. And they were just like prodding around the pile like, yeah, yeah, dumb as shit. Dumb as horse shit. Gotta be. Just look at this. Can you imagine this making you happy? <laughs> All right, guys. That was the slightly prepared portion. Don't worry. I drove by. I got packages. As soon as I got the packages and as soon as I got home, I sat down And I opened two different DMs that said, we just sent you a package. Like, yeah, it's the perfect timing. I said, nice. I said, I was very nice. I didn't want to be. Don't remind me I have to do this again. Do not remind me of the fate that awaits me. No. Wow. Tough crowd tonight. Not at all. The crowd's been laughing their ass off. I'm just extra needy. The crowd's been really great. Uh, we have nothing really to read very much. Uh, I didn't really hype up the the show. I've been taking it kind of in a in a coasty way, kind of selfishly because it's the holidays. Uh, I haven't been nearly as organized as I promised. To be apologies for that. Work in progress. Um, and so we didn't get very many requests. I'm gonna go over them nice and slow. I appreciate each and every person who came out, each and every other uh, person who tips tonight. Uh, just a real slow, easy holiday show. Uh, I'm not going to be reading out tips. Just know that I appreciate it. And all of the girls listening know that you, however much you can or uh, to give, uh, just just know that it funds the show. And a lot of people listening uh, right now, they wish they could make it live. They wish they had the, the money. They just, just know that I speak for all of them when they say thank you, because the holiday season is all the things we talked about and having that content uh, come back. So if you do tip, no matter how much or how little, consider yourself sponsoring tonight's tip show for all the women who couldn't make it, because I know I certainly do, and I speak for them when I say thank you very much. Appreciate it and you. Throughout the afternoon, I watched them there, snow fairies falling, falling from the sky, whirling fantastic in the misty air, Contending fierce for space supremacy. And they flew down a mightier force at night, As though in heaven there was revolt and riot. And they, frail things, had taken panic flight Down to the calm earth, seeking peace and quiet. I went to the bed and rose at early dawn To see them huddled together in a heap, Each merged into the other, upon the lawn, worn out by the sharp struggle, fast asleep. The sun shone brightly on them half the day, by night they stealthily had stolen away. And suddenly my thoughts then turned to you, who came to me upon a winter's night, when snow sprites round my attic window flew, your hair dishevelled, eyes aglow with light. My heart was like the weather when you came, my wanton winds were blowing loud and long, but you, with joy and passion all aflame, you danced and sang a lilting summer song. I made room for you in my little bed, took covers from the closet fresh and warm, a downful pillow for your scented head, and lay down with your resting in my arm. You went with Dawn, you left me ere the day, the lonely actor of a dream, of a dreamy play. <clears throat> the Snow Fairy by Claude McKay. Boy, that was very beautiful. Uh, boy, Mr. McKay, do I feel you on that one. To love I and mean, then to have that be just... Uh, to evaporate, to disappear. Ah, oh. <clears throat> we join the dots from A to B. The line we drew from you to me traced empty shores across the sea, over mountain tops, past forest tree, along the roads and walking tracks. All bridges burn. No looking back for the love we have. No gate can stop. No barking dog. Or bolted lock, for what is real Is meant to be when two hearts beat In proximity. Michael Fideau F-A-U-D-E-T, uh, Proximity. When she rests in the morning, I linger to watch her. She spreads the bath-cloth underneath the window, and the sunbeams catch her glistening, white, on the shoulders, while down her sides the mellow golden shallow glows as she stoops to the sponge, and her swung breasts sway like full brown-yellow, bois de roses. She drips herself with water, and her shoulders glisten as silver. They crumple up like wet and falling roses, and I listen for the slicing of their rain-disheveled petals in the window full of sunlight, concentrates her golden shadow, fold on fold, until it glows as mellow as the glory roses. Glory de Gion, uh, H. D. H. Lawrence. <clears throat> and one last poem. Hope you enjoy. Shall earth no more inspire thee, thou lonely dreamer now? Since passion may not fire thee, shall nature cease to bow? thy mind is ever moving in regions dark to thee recall it useless roving come back and dwell with me i know my mountain's breezes enchant and soothe thee still i know my sunshine pleases despite the wayward will when day with evening blended sinks from summer sky i've seen thy spirit bending in fond idolatry I've watched thee every hour, I know my mighty sway, I know my magic power to drive thy griefs away. Few hearts to mortals given on earth so wildly pine, yet none would ask a heaven more like this earth than thine. Then let my winds caress thee, thy comrade, let me be, Since naught beside can bless thee, return and dwell with me Shall not shall Earth no more inspire thee by Emily Bronte. Great poem to end it on, I think. Very great poem selections tonight. Thank you, girls. We got festive. We got emotional. We got classical. We got all kinds of stuff. We really appreciate it. Even a sensual one. <clears throat> Let's move it right on in to love letters. My very dear Sarah. The indications are very strong that we shall move in a few days, perhaps tomorrow. Lest I should not be able to write you again, I feel impelled to write lines that may fall under your eye. I shall be no more. Our movement may be one of a few days' duration and full of pleasure, and it may be one of severe conflict and death to me. Not my will, but thine, O God, be done. If suffering of the revolution, I am willing, perfectly willing, all day. He is ready to be mean, and it seems like a sense of thrill through my entire body. I arch my back and grind my plump ass into his growing cock. My voice is hoarse and small when I speak. yes, sir. I'm going to be a good girl for Daddy tonight. He immediately lets go of my hair and plants a kiss where he bit my neck, running his tongue over the spot to soothe the skin. Good girl. He whispers in my ear while patting my backside. Now, go get cleaned up for me. Touch up your makeup just how Daddy likes. And put on that blue set. I want to see how wet you are when I come in. He commands me and gives me a little light smack on the ass to send me on my way. I turn around and face him and smile. He doesn't smile back at me because it will break my behave. Right hand, he says. I comply and he repeats the process just as he did on my left. He sits forward so that my back is against his chest again. I test the restraints by pulling my hand forward. I can't reach any farther on my own ribs, which means I cannot touch my breasts or clit. Daddy doesn't restrain me so that I can't move. He does it so that I can't get myself off. Ready, kitten? He asks, his voice deep and commanding. Yes, sir, I reply. What is your safe word? He asks, we do this every time we play to make sure we are always on the same page. Rand, I tell him, "Good girl." He kisses my temple and runs the tips of his fingers down the side of my ribs, sending a shiver through my body. "Now, have you been behaving today?" he asks as he begins to rub my thigh again, slipping the hand into the waistband of my panties. He doesn't move further than my hip bone, though. He tickles the divots between my hips and navel, making me squirm in his lap and move. Yes, Daddy, I've been a very good girl today. Oh, really? Did you touch yourself this morning after I left? My cheeks redden and my chest flushes. He woke me up this morning with his cock pressed against my stomach. I finished him with my mouth but he made it so needy to taste him on my tongue after he left for work. Don't lie, baby. I'll know. He adds, Yes, Danny. I say with a shy voice, Yes, what? He says, slipping his hand quickly out of my panties and pinching the side of my ass, I yelp from the sudden sting of his fingers. Yes, I touched myself this morning. I whine. He groans in my ear. Why didn't you tell me, baby? You know I would have loved to watch. He tells me. I know this. He loves when I send him videos and pictures of me when I'm playing with myself. I'm so sorry, Danny. I apologize. I didn't want to bother you. He pinches the same spot but harder this time. No. You well tell me next time. I want to be bothered when your sweet cunt is aching for me. OK? He asks. Yes, sir. I whimper. Now tell me, baby, how did you do it? He wants me to tell him the details of my solo session this morning. I use my fingers. I tell him. He slips three fingers deeper into my panties until he's just grazing my opening. He slips one finger into my wetness, and I feel him tighten his grip to where he feels my soaking cut. Like this? He asks as he runs his finger back up to circle my clit. I moan and open my legs for him one more. Is this how you finished, baby, with your fingers running through your throbbing clit? No. I choke out as he circles again, spreading my wetness around the entire area. I finished with my toy. I squeak out the last word because his fingertip brushes directly across my engorged clint. Oh yeah? With your little purple toy He asks, knowing exactly which vibrator I keep in my bedside drawer instead of the closet with our other toys. Yes, Daddy. And how was it? How hard did you come? He asks in a taunting tone as he rubs my clit in soft circles, making me drip down, soaking the lace of my panties even more. Not good, Daddy. It was not as good as when you make me come. I told him. It was the truth, but it also made him feel like a fucking king when I told him that. I felt his cock perk up against my lower back, and he groaned into my neck. He began rubbing my clit harder. Instead of soft, small circles, he is rubbing my side to side, using all my wetness to lubricate my throbbing folds. I feel his other hand reach down and pull out the bottom of my panties, out of the way without any warning he pushes two fingers in deep into my aching cunt my walls grip him as he fingers my sensitive flesh but the sensation is gone just as quickly as it comes because his fingers are gone from my cunt and then thrust into my mouth Taste that sweet cunt, baby. I've been craving that all fucking day. He growls as I lick every last drop of my own wetness from my own fing- from his fingers. My nipples are tight against the fabric of my bralette. I need him to touch them, but I know I can't ask and reach them myself. He continues to press my clit, and I know I'm close when I feel my core tighten and sweat form on the back of my forehead. I moan and whisper ohs and yeses. My orgasm is building and my toes curl. I roll my hips into his fingers and give myself the last push I need to fall over the edge. But the sensation is gone. There are no hands on me at all. I'm left panting and moaning against his shoulder. I try to grab myself, but the restraints pull me back into his solid chest. You were putting on a little show for me today when you walked out of the kitchen. He whispers as he massages my aching nipples. I want to beg for my orgasm, but I know I shouldn't. You think I wouldn't notice you wiggling your giant ass... In that tight skirt, while you want. I giggle. <laughs> oh, Daddy, I definitely wanted you to notice. I have to flirt with my voice because he cannot see my eyes. Do you think seizing Daddy is a good idea? He places two fingers around my nipples and twists. I yelp at the pain but melt into his hands with a moan as he lets go. "'and cups my large, swollen breasts. "'No, sir. I'm sorry, sir,' I say with a small voice. "'His hands crawl back down my torso "'and massage my mound over the top of my panties. "'Are you gonna tease Daddy like that again?' he asks. "'I giggle for him to hear again because I know he loves the sound. "'I feel his cock twitch behind me. "'Well, yes, Daddy.' I probably will. I say again with another giggle. I feel the grumble in his chest, and he stifles his laugh and nips at my shoulder. His arm wraps around to grip me close as his fingers dance over my clit again. Good girl. Never stop teasing me. It makes me want to spank you. I giggle again and grind my ass into his throbbing cock. He turns my head to kiss me. He doesn't pull away from my lips, but continues and then fuck your tight little pussy until you beg me to stop. I groan into his mouth and let him lap my tongue over mine. I hear a buzzing sound, and that's when I notice that his fingers were going and no longer pressing against my clit. I feel the pressure and vibrations of a toy in their place. I arch my back and pull against the restraints. Immediately Immediately when the vibrator touches my clit through my panties. One of his hands is kneading and squeezing my breast, and the other is pressing the vibrator directly to my throbbing clit. I cry out, this time unable to keep myself from begging. I beg and scream, "Please, out, even louder than I am, expecting, panting. But he doesn't release me from anything. I am building and building, so desperate to come, but I have not yet been told to do so, each vibration sending a new shockwave of pleasure coursing, "'through my entire body. "'My nipples throb, my cunt aches, "'and my lips beg for him to let me release.' "'Okay, babe,' he whispers, "'I think that's about me to tell you. Not yet, sweetie,' he says in a voice that the vibrator off my clit and I cry out, "'Fuck you!' I spit out as my head falls back and thumps against his shoulder. He plants a kiss across my cheek while I am grinding and pumping my hips into thin air. My hips are searching for my release, and my whole body is wound up so tight I can barely breathe.' "'Good girl. Are you ready to come for Daddy?' he coos. "'The vibrator is against me again, this time on an even higher setting. "'I shoot up and scream at the bedroom wall. "'My cunt is desperate for something to squeeze around me, "'is dripping hot juices down my asshole. "'I can feel my walls throbbing and contracting in sync with the vibrations. "'My body is arched and I am pulling against the restraints as far as I can. "'Please, please, 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 I cry out begging him to let me come.' His arm grips tight around my waist and his hand around my aching tit. He squeezes it hard and I cry out again. Come for me, baby. Come now, he commands. I bear down into one last vibration, then let go. My mind is blank. And I have no control over my voice and body. I can hear him talking me through the convulsions. And that's it, baby. Come all over me, sweetheart. That's it. That's my good girl. He speaks into my ear, and I am withering, bucking my hips at the pleasure coursing through my body. My toes are curled, and I am pulling so hard against the restraints, but I can't feel any of the pain. The walls of my cunt are heaving for something to grip, and my clit pounds with the continued reverberation he holds me tight against his chest and i begin to shake and convulse as i come down from the orgasm he kisses me all over my back and shoulders and neck while my heart races with adrenaline oh good job baby girl oh you're a good girl you're daddy's sweet girl aren't you He praises me and strokes my hair. I am brain-dead and unable to think of how to move or even speak. He releases my hands from the cuffs and slips the mask off my eyes. I can barely open my eyes enough to adjust to the soft light. He pulls me to reposition my body so I am cradled in his lap. My face rests against his chest, and I can smell his sweet scent the workday on his skin. I moan slightly to let him know that I am still breathing. He whispers soft words of praise into my hair while he rubs my legs and ass and back. Now, you're going to show me how wet you are, he tells me he sits me up and helps me cross the chair so i am facing him with my back against the backrest i open my eyes and let them adjust to the room he grabs my legs and gently spreads them open again showing him the crotch of my panties that i have completely soaked through the light dusty blue contrasts with a navy blue spot that spreads from the top of my clit to my asshole his gaze is like a fire while he assesses the damage He looks up at me and smirks. "'Very good work, kitten,' he winks. "'Now, let's get these off, and let the real fun begin.' I giggle lazily as Max pulls off my soaked panties. He holds them up, hanging them from his pointer finger like a waistband. "'Now, do I keep these handy for when you're being too loud?' He asks me with a menacing smirk. I giggle again, unable to wipe the smile off my face. (laughs) No, sir. From what I can recall, you like it when I'm loud. I smirk back at him. He loves to be challenged, and I love to challenge. I don't submit to him in every moment when we play because I love to see the look on his face when I push back. It also helps that I love the feeling of his hand across my ass when he spanks me for being bad. He grabs hold of my foot and pulls me toward him. He drives between my legs. He slides his arm under my thighs and grips me by his hips to hold me down. He starts biting and sucking at my inner thighs, leaving large red marks from mid-thigh to my groin. I roll my hips with pleasure as he licks the spots he marked me with. His hands wrap around my hips and he holds me down, preventing me from grinding any more. I say we shoot for a noise complaint. He suggests as he goes back to sucking matches, marks on the other side. I say we go for two. I counter offer. He laughs genuinely and lets go of my hips to come up to his knees and kiss me. His hands are in my hair, holding me tight to him while he devours my mouth. I love you. You dirty little girl. He says into my mouth as he pinches my nipples between his fingers. I moan into his mouth as he moves away from me so quickly before I really know what's happening. He is right back between my legs. I feel him spread my folds to display my dripping pink pussy. He looks up at me through his lashes and growls right before sealing his mouth over my sensitive cunt. I arch my back into his mouth and moan loudly as he begins to lap his tongue through my aching folds. His tongue is thrusting into my entrance while his lips move around me. I can feel the wetness dripping down to my backside, and I can't help but hope it's his next stop. He devours my cunt while wither and cry out as he tries to steady me with his arms. His tongue is lashing at my clit while he slowly inserts a finger into my opening. He moves his finger around, trying to loosen me before inserting a second. I grab his thick head of dark hair and urge his face deeper into my pulsing cunt. His fingers dive in and out of my swollen entrance, making me to call out and round the throbbing clit that he is Executing So masterfully, I am so close to the edge, but I know him too well to think that he will allow me to just come. Just as my walls begin to grab a hold of his fingers, he pulls them out and grabs the back of my thighs, pushing my legs back so that his knees are by my shoulders, as he attacks my ass with his mouth, licking and sucking. He soaks my hole with his talented mouth. His tongue is sliding in and out of my tight entrance, while his fingers find their way back. to my clit he rubs his two fingers making me drip more wetness on a vacant pussy my muscles are tense and i pull his soft waves begging him with my hips to let me come again but he pulls away from me and gets off the chair. He stands and looks out over me for a moment, then walks back to the bed and grabs the silver plug. His erect cock is pushing his gray box of briefs to their limit. I can see the small dark spot where his pre-cum is leaking out. Get on your knees and face the wall, sweetheart. It's Daddy's turn with that tight little pussy he commands me. I immediately move to my knees and face the wall. Put your hands on the backrest, he tells me. I do as I told, arching my back to show off my lush curves. He walks to the back of the chair and grabs the restraints that are attached to the back leg. He crosses them across the back of the chair and attaches them to each of my wrists. This way I am unable to move my hands down. They have to stay in front of me, gripping the top of the backrest. He puts his finger under my chin and lifts my face to look at him over the back of the chair. He leans in and plants soft kisses and smiles. I'm not going to blindfold you this time because I want to see those pretty eyes begging to come inside. He walks back to the position he was in before. He swats at my thighs and tells me to spread them wider. I hear the pump of a bottle and feel the cool lubricant on the outside of my hole. My finger slowly moves in and out. His finger slowly moves in and out, coating my inside with lube as well. Ready, kitten? He asks, after planting a kiss on my lower back. (laughs) Yes, Daddy. I'm ready. I respond. My thighs quiver with my cunt twitches and pulses, I want him inside me so desperately, I am throbbing and dripping my juices down his leg, my poor little cunt has been empty for most of our play so far, and I am needy to feel his hard cock massage my swollen walls, I feel the cold metal against my puckered hole, and I try to open myself up for its insertion. Max pushes it gently, and I feel it open me up slowly and then slide in quickly into place. I moan as he moves it inside me. Good girl. He praises me. Now is it my turn? He asks me, and I feel the head of his cock resting against my ass. He is hot and throbbing, probably just as desperate to be inside of me as I am to welcome him in. Yes, Daddy, please. I beg for him to enter me. Yes, Daddy, what? He teases me, rubbing the tip against my opening, spreading my wetness around my folds, making me quiver. Yes, Daddy, it's your turn. Please put your cock inside of me. I almost beg. My spine arches as his hands rest on my lower back. He rubs the tip of his cock against the entrance and freezes, positioning himself right in line with me as he slowly slides the head in. I moan and throw my head back at the wide tip as it stretches me. He pulls out and goes back in again, this time just a little bit deeper. Open up for me, baby. He says to me softly, pushing himself a little bit deeper. I relax my muscles, trying not to think about the plug in my ass or the cock about to stretch my cunt. I take a deep breath in and exhale with a moan to let him know that I'm ready. That's it, sweetheart. Mm, Open your sweet cunt for daddy. He says as he rubs his hand over my ass and my lower back, I relax again and arch my back, ready to take his entire length. He pushes harder this time, sliding all the way in. He lets out a groan from deep in his chest and squeezes my ass in his hands. I feel him stretch me to my limits, and I cry out for more. I feel the sweet pain of his cock pressing against my swollen walls and awakening another wave of pleasure that radiates up my spine i feel a pulse around him trying to milk his cock before he's even begun thrusting my mind is blank again and all i can feel is his burning hot cock slowly sliding out and back In. I am spilling juices all over his cock as he rocks back and forth, stroking all of my needy spots. I feel his cock push on the plug at just the right angle, and I wither in his arms. The restraints keep me from falling down on my elbows, keeps me back arched just enough on my ass on display for daddy. I beg him to fuck me harder, and without a tease or second thought, I feel him pull out all the way to the tip and ram his hips right back into me. My whole body is pushed forward, and I throw my head back. Releasing a coarse moan, I arch into him. I beg for more as he rams into me at full force. He begins to truly fuck me with his hot, throbbing cock. I arch into him more as his fingers seek deeper and tender in the skin of my ass. I look back to see the red marks forming under his powerful hands, and I feel my walls begin to quiver more. He slides in and out of me with such power. I'm crying out for him to take me further into ecstasy. My breasts are pounded against my clit, the lace of the bralette doing nothing to contain my plush mounds. My nipples are hard and desperate to be touched. The laces rubbing against making me even more desperate to feel max's warm mouth wrap around the swollen tips yes baby girl push into me he tells me i want to feel your tight little cunt grip me he groans as i feel my walls contract as he pulses around me i his hands are tight around my waist as he pushes and pulls hard into my thrusts his legs quiver and I can feel my orgasm building. He reaches around to place his fingers on my throbbing clit. He continues to pound me, pushing me into his hand. I grind with him, begging him to make me come, but just as I begin to feel the heat flowing through my hips, he pulls away entirely. I groan loudly and pull against the restraints. My cunt is pounding, looking for something to grip onto, and is empty. I hear him moan deeply behind me. I lift my head and turn to look at him. He is on his knees, "'Stroking his rigid cock and staring at me like an animal "'that's about to eat its first meal in weeks, "'I glare right back at him.' "'You're being a greedy little cunt, aren't you?' "'He asks me as he slips the plug out of my ass, and I whimper, "'but our eyes don't break contact. "'He is stroking his pulsing cock, and he knows I want to watch, "'but I need the power of knowing that I control him even more "'when he is controlling me. "'I continue to glare while my chest still heaves from my excitement. "'I am dripping with desperation, and he knows that, "'but he wants me to challenge him.' Maybe I wouldn't be so greedy if you would just do your job and give me a goddamn orgasm, I said using my demanding woman voice. I know exactly what my words would do, and I wanted to watch him react, insinuating that his only use was to make me come was a gamble. But I sensed that he was ready to watch me find. He broke the eye contact first by demanding that getting on the chair, I could sense that he was calm, which was even better. If he were angry, he would be viciously pounding me, but he wasn't. He was calculating exactly how to put me in my place, and it made my pussy grow even wetter. He walked over to the back of the chair and unfastened my wrists. I fell and let my arms fall to the sides again. I could feel the blood rushing down my head, and the muscles in my shoulders finally release. He walked over to the nightstand and grabbed the glass of water. In three large swallows, he finished it. Get your ass in bed now, he demanded. Evening playtime. By BTNB 2011 on Reddit. Whew. What an ending. Yeah? Golly. Ending to the piece and an ending to the show. Yeah, that's what you guys get. Whew. Once again, thank you to everybody who came out tonight, everybody who requested something, everybody who tips. You keep the show ongoing down the holiday skeleton crew. I appreciate you. Allie appreciates you. Everybody on the server appreciates you. Speaking of the server, Daddy's Lonely. If you're lonely too, won't you come on out? We've got Christmas movies most nights of the week. We've got shows going. It was an absolutely wonderful time. There's never been a better one. It's soft, it's easy. I want you to dip right in. You can find more... Uh, information it's pinned on my tweets. That's at real gray night on Twitter. I know Discord, it looks scary, but it's just a little app. You come in, you say hi, it's like Skype or anything like that. I promise it's not going to give you any viruses. I use it, and it's the best way to reach me and hang out with the most ardent fans. Which, if you're listening to this in the off season, you almost certainly are. Well, I I think that just about does it for us. I hope you enjoyed the story at the beginning, the poems, and the smut at the end. I had a wonderful time. I love doing these shows. Now that I've got the energy, now that I've got the spirit, now that I've got the wherewithal, I like doing them in the off-season as well. Won't you come out and see me sometime? DM me if you need a link. Talk to me. Reach out. It really is my favorite day of the week. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. There are going to be more shows. There is more content to come. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, For me, from all the ladies of the night, have a wonderful holiday season. Hope to see you at the next one. Bye. Bye.